0: You're now listening to the Stronger Inside Podcast, where we break down all things regarding health, fitness, and wellness to help you improve your mind, body, and environment. And now, your host, Wayne, a.k.a. Workout with Wayne, and Ernest, a.k.a. Mr. 100 Pounds Down. Welcome back to part two of our truth behind weight loss companies and do they work. So we're gonna get right back into it, pick up where we left off. Nobody, when you look at any of these testimonials, they don't say, hey, uh, Marie Osmond lost 15% body fat. They just say (laughs) 50 50 pounds, right? Right. Uh, We're smart. We have smart listeners. I'm a smart trainer, you're a smart client, we're, we're smart. We know that there's a difference between just weight loss in terms of pounds and body fat. We wanna lose body fat, right? So when somebody like Mike Golick or Marie Osmond or whatever and you see that they lost 60 pounds, I wanna know how much fat they lost. Yeah. But the average person doesn't understand that and that's why it doesn't go on advertisements, but also maybe they're just not tracking it. And what can happen is, if you look at again, take another look at these testimonials. What type of clothes are they wearing?
1: Are they baggier clothes or
0: they're they, just rare? They're just they're wearing clothes, they're wearing regular casual clothes, business casual clothes. You'll see them wearing, uh, you know, they'll get dressed up even to look better. You know, they get their like, uh, in the other testimonial, we said they have their photo shoot and their makeover. So you have a guy talking about I lost 50 pounds and now he's wearing a suit in his after picture. I'm not saying he didn't lose 50 pounds. He did. But if you get yourself to a certain weight, you're going to look presentable in a suit. Right? right. Yeah. So, so really, I want to see tank top and shorts. That's going to tell me if you're fit, right? Right. Because we talked about, because uh, you can be quote unquote skinny fat. And I don't think that should be a goal for anybody. I think sometimes when you are, uh, <laughs> hey, we talked about this on another episode using the F word, but at this point, if we're going to use skinny fat, then we should be able to say actual fat, right? Mm-hmm. Fat, 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 fat.
1: Fat, fat.
0: fat, fat. <laughs> so so if, you're, if you're a fat, fat, and people who are politically correct, if you are obese or overweight, or if you are, very large, even within your casual clothes, you probably say, I'd give anything to be skinny fat.
1: Right, true story. I
0: completely understand that. But if we're going to do it, let's do it the right way and let's get efficient, right? Imagine now, Ernest, you've lost the weight that you've lost. If you're a new listener, Ernest has lost over 100 pounds. When you take pictures now and your workout pictures, things like that, you have definition in your arms. Talk to him. So, so, but imagine if you didn't have that, imagine Mm -hmm. if you just were a skinnier version, but you had, if you didn't have that, it wouldn't feel the same, right?
1: No, not at all. Yeah. Uh,
0: So really when I see these people wearing a a tucked in polo shirt with jeans, wearing suits, wearing business suits, uh, when I see that, it means that, (laughs) again, fitness is not a part part of the scheme. And it's not something that these companies really care for. And that, that is something that has always kind of thrown me off. And if I, re- if I really want to see the weight that you lost, like I said, let's put on something athletic. Let's put on something that shows a little bit more skin. But also what happens when you view that as a potential consumer, that coddles you, right? because you're going to have insecurities, you're going to, you're possibly going to have insecurities uh, within your own body image. So you don't want to take pictures with athletic clothes on revealing clothes on. Uh, People may have anxiety going to the beach or the pool and things like that, right? right? So they don't want to see other people taking some of those pictures. There's some people who don't feel comfortable taking progress pictures. But that holds them back. Let me ask you this: were you uncomfortable taking progress pictures when you first started?
1: When I first started, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were eye-opening. When I first started, the before pictures were very eye-opening. And so after that, it was I was hesitant to take the, the follow-up. But eventually, like you said, it became something where in order for success to be there, you had to really buy in. So I told myself I was I was buying into the complete. Workout with Wayne uh, program, and so that was part of the program. So I wanted to give my all to it, and so eventually I started taking more. Now there was there were times where you know might have forgot to take them and things like that, but I wasn't running from them. And so right. and then with the last set that I that I recently uh, took, if you go to our Instagram page, you'll see them. You know, uh, those ones I, I was I was proud like because excited we to go take I, it. I, I was excited not but because I was excited and not the bef- not before I took the pictures but after I took those pictures to compare them to where I was and yeah. to actually see that difference because like you said when not not only do people who see me every day kind of can see the change gradually and so it's not a big shock
0: yeah
1: I see myself every day so seeing the change gradually is not a big sh- it's it's some of the things aren't a, a, a real they don't really hit you yeah. Right, I look in the mirror and I I feel like this is still me. It's still the person I was. Now, like, well, sometimes when I walk by a mirror, I might get a glance and I'm like, oh, okay, E, you looking good? Kind of, you looking all right? <laughs> but, but then, but just to actually see those pictures right next to each other, it was like, yeah, damn, this is yeah. crazy. Yeah. And so it was uh, it was it was it was a good feeling, and so. When I shot those over to you, you were like, man, you need, you need to post these, man. Like show people, let people know what you're doing. Let people know that, you know, how, how your, how your success is. And so, you know, and then that was another thing. So then I, I had this, I had, when, I, when you said that I had to psych myself up because I was like, they're going to see me now. Yeah. But then they're going to see how I was too. Yeah. And so and so that was a whole thing. I had to kind of psych myself up for. But, but you didn't
0: care because you are where you are now.
1: Exactly. And I knew that by doing that, I could potentially be helping other people see that yeah. you know no matter where you are now, you can get to a better place. And and also with that, it's like I'm not done, y'all. This is this is where I'm at now. But I got I, I'm still working towards doing something even better. Yeah. And you know you guys can too.
0: Yeah. And so let's take that back though. You said at first, you you said you didn't feel good about the pictures after you took them, the the initial pictures, but did, did you have an issue getting motivated to take them? Was there, was there something uncomfortable about like actually getting that process going to take the initial ones? And if so, what was it?
1: So just, just documenting my, what I look like, you know, in shirt in the tank top.
0: Was it, so it was facing the actual facing, kind of reality.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like facing it and then having to send it to someone else so they can see it, you know? And yeah. so when, I, cause when I look at myself, I'm looking in the mirror, I see my face, you know, I see my chest or whatever. And I'm, I'm that's, what, that's what I see when I look in the mirror, right? I don't see my back. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't see, you know, I look in the mirror, you don't see your legs. You don't see all these different things. You kind of just look at your face. Make sure there's no crust in your eyes, no boogers in your nose, and you're good, right? But when you take these full body pictures showing your arms, your back, your your your, your chest, your stomach, your legs, your thighs, yeah. all the stuff, like you start pinpointing all these things that aren't right on you in your mind, right? Things so that it, you don't that you might you, not like. Exactly, right? Yeah. So you start seeing all these things, and now not only do you see them. Now you got to show somebody else, and so now yeah. they're going to see him. Now, this, not this knowing about- that they, that, not not realizing that they see this already, they, they see you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Like, Wayne sees me. He knows what it looks like. So, having that trepidation—you like that word, don't you? <laughs> having that trepidation to send those pictures seems silly, yeah. but again, when you're in it, that anxiety kind of kind of does can can kick in.
0: And I and I understand where it comes from, but I, I really try to tell people like you're you didn't sign up for this to impress me. <laughs> and and that could be whether it could be your food log, whether it be your weight, whether it be your their pictures, progress pictures. Uh it's not to impress me. It's like getting your hair cut before you go to the barber. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want him to think my hair is messed up. You know, it's like, well, Let me, yeah, let me trim it. Is, I'm here to fix your hair. Yeah. Like I'm I'm here to help you. Like we we've already discussed where you are on the chart and you know the goals that you have. So let's document this pro- progress. Excuse me, document this process so that you can. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of mental barriers that stay up when you skip those steps so when you hear i'll use this example because what you said was now that you are at the place you are now you really don't care about the the before pictures because you are you feel great about yourself and you feel great about the journey and you like to share the hard work that you did and possibly inspire others right correct that sounds like somebody who is a uh, motivational speaker in terms of a financial literacy or maybe they they are selling something, but, but what, what they'll say is, hey, I used to sleep in my car. Hey, I used to be dead broke. Now I'm a millionaire, right?
1: None right. of those people
0: are ashamed of their story. Mm. Now, when they were sleeping in their car, they probably didn't want to tell everybody they were sleeping in their car, right? right. So I understand that, but once you get to the mountaintop or once you get to out, of, out of the rut that you're in, you're not going to have a problem sharing it. So I, it really breaks my heart when some people have a lot of, but I'll say this, very few people actually have success skipping those steps. Very few. And the ones that do, I can't tell I I, I, I would assume, and I, I would say I truly believe they do regret not documenting it a little bit. Because you, you just want to have that, that documentation of your, of your success So if you lost 20 pounds, why would you not want to have a before and after just for yourself? True. It's not, you don't have to show it. Any client uh, pictures that you ever see me share have always been signed off by the client. You know, they have all agreed on those. And the reason they agreed to is because they like what they see. So uh, when those, just take it back to that point, those people aren't taking the type of pictures that, fitness related programs are taking and it's very easy to hide the skinny fat hide the uh the lack of fitness and health and we talked about the signs of health uh when you're wearing those type of clothes so yeah all all it is is it tells me that these programs appeal to people who think they're ready and possibly aren't ready to make the real lifestyle change, Mm -hmm. or they're not educated enough to understand what the actual lifestyle change is gonna be. And that's really who they appeal to because uh, eating less (laughs) and not really caring so much for fitness is not going to get you to the ideal body that maybe a lot of people do see themselves wanting. All right. So like I said, those, I believe those, if you believe in those programs, they will work for you. And then hopefully by the end of that, you have changed your goal and you are looking to do some more food preparation yourself. You're looking to add exercise into the mix. Maybe it took you two months of doing one of these programs and now you're, you got a good groove and now you're adding exercise, but they, they should propel you into real food diet, exercise, some type of strength training, uh, some type of uh, cardiovascular exercise once or twice a week. These programs should push you into that. Unfortunately, that's not something they always do. All right, so yeah. let's let's get to the second part of these weight loss companies. Uh, these are just predatory. They're predator. They're predatory all around. These are the MLMs, the multi level marketing companies. You know the pyramid schemes that's what that's what they are, right? If you are not familiar with the, one of these companies, I'll give you a couple examples. There are herbalife, Amway, uh, Arbon, isogenics, uh, Shaly juice plus and they're, they're just they're regional, but there's a lot of different ones that are global but if, if you're familiar with probably herbalife is the most popular one that you've, you've seen and really is what they do. these companies build Excuse me, these companies make their money off of selling products to non salaried, quote unquote, workers for them to sell to consumers or for them to continue to sell for, to other people to sell. And that's pretty much how that pyramid scheme works.
1: So, this, this is like the people that sell the wraps wrap your stomach in. Uh, <laughs> Might have lost a follower. <laughs> <laughs> the follower. Bang the, the Saran bang
0: wrap. bang. Um, I don't know because that is a that's more of a service base, I guess. Okay. So, but this is uh, so we're talking with these companies. This is going to be
1: the pills. Flat tummy teas and the
0: yeah the, the pills okay. and the powders. The okay. Thi- people are going to proclaim that you need uh. So a lot of times you're going to see people selling these things. They're already going to have some type of a foot in the door in terms of health and fitness. Sometimes they are trainers. Sometimes they are uh, other people loosely related. And Mm -hmm. what they do is they say, Hey, look at me. I'm fit. I take X, Y, and Z. Uh, So should you, and you should buy them from me. If you go to Herbalife's website right now, you can't buy any products that they have there. They're going to say, I'm going to direct you to a seller. And by the way, do you want to sell products? (laughs) And and that's really the whole catch of it. Now, how can you trust something like that to where uh, it's just a trickle down of saying you need to get this, but you can only get it from this person. And it's a, it's a weird thing. So uh, unfortunately, when I say it's predatory, what happens is the sellers, the people who actually claim that they work and they don't work for Herbalife, what they are is they use terms like affiliate marketing or home-based business franchising and basically saying trying to sell themselves as their own boss or entrepreneurs and things like that, but they haven't came up with anything. All they're doing is getting the same uh, sales scripts and they're getting the products and somebody above them is telling them what the person above them is telling them so that they can sell to you. And that's really, uh, that's just, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's gross. It's right. gross to me. It's gross. Right. Now. It's uh, icky. It is, it is, it is. Because what happens is, and here's a stat, 99% of people who join MLM companies lose money because you have to buy in now this is a different type of (laughs) (laughs) buy-in With the mlms you literally buy in with your money meaning you're going to buy a certain amount of products that you can't push that that you have to sell yeah there's there's a certain amount of products that you have to buy yourself so really it's saying you have to pay to get a job (laughs) and then you have to sell them and then what happens if you can't sell them you stuck with it, right? Uh, you you can stuck. use them. Yeah, at the end of the day, then you could just use them yourself or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you're you the products that you sell. And that's what happens all the time because everybody's not good at sales. Everybody doesn't have the look. Everybody doesn't have the, the skills. Everybody can't implement the scripts and the things that they try to teach you to be a top earner in the company mm-hmm. uh, so that you can get recognition at some of their conferences And, you know, get a high five in front of 400 people in a Sheraton conference room like that. That's just really the whole point of those things for you to have dreams of getting these big bonuses and things like that. But the reality is a very small percentage of people. Are able to get that going, are able to achieve that, so. Uh, let's talk about the actual products themselves. They're, they're going to be weight loss supplements. They're going to be teas. They're going to use a lot of words like detox, uh, cleanses, all these different things. And
1: just diuretics, right? Make you go like.
0: I mean, it's just different stuff. I mean, yeah. it's 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 basically you know, you know vitamins, minerals, just a lot of different things that you can get through. Guess what? A real food diet. So. <gasps> Uh, When when you're, yeah, you don't need a cleanse that comes from a bottle or a a package. You can just stop eating nonsense, circus foods. That's a cleanse in itself, right? So what happens is somebody thinks that they need to have these things. And guess what? If you get a little bit of success close to your goals and you're consuming these products because you've substituted McDonald's for Herbalife shake in the morning, guess what's going to happen? You're going to lose weight, right? Yeah. And then you're going to say, I need to use this product. And you're going to tell other people, you should use this product. But it's not the product. It's your uh, choices. It's your behavior. Um, so really just take a look and say, how much of this, of this stuff do I need? You should not have to be on brand and look around. Look at the whole globe. How many fit people are there? do they all consume these products from these type of companies? I've never taken anything from Herbalife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never taken anything from isogenics or anything like that to where I need three or four different types of shakes and all these other different things. You know, They got catchy names. And it's, I, I, what happens is people who fall victim to these things are once again, uneducated. They're uneducated. And that's that's why it's predatory. Because if you're a person who is seeking answers, looking for solutions, and then I come and I sell you a fake bill of goods with my uh, Herbalife or whatever it is, then what's gonna happen? You're you're going to either have short-term success, but are you gonna buy Herbalife for the rest of your life? No. So if you don't if if you're not gonna do something for the rest of your life, why start it? And I guess that's my—that's the question that I always ask. If it's, if it's not the most efficient way of doing something, why start it? And that's really why if you look at all the things that I preach on this podcast, through my training, uh, the things that you've picked up yourself, Ernest, all these things that we're talking about are sustainable. Correct. There's things that you will do for the rest of your life. (laughs) You will drink water for the rest of your life. You will eat vegetables for the rest of your life. You will exercise, move, uh, strength train. You will try to get as much sleep as possible. You will limit your caffeine. You will uh, have moderation when it comes to these snacks, these circus foods, these uh, comfort foods, right? Right. Yeah, so if you're going to do that, that's something that's long term. Uh, buying an isogenics, isogenics shake in the morning. How long are you going to do that? At some point, you just got, you're going to say this is. You're either going to run out of money, because <laughs> <laughs> not everybody who's buying this stuff has a whole bunch of expendable income. And once again, that's where the predatory thing comes into play. You have somebody who may not even have money to waste. And then they end up wasting their money on this stuff, right? And then that that kind of spoils them, or it kind of ruins their fitness experience, right? And now they're more, they're less likely to try it again because we have a lot of people who are in that forty-two percent that we talked about—that forty percent, forty-two percent of America that is obese—they've tried, they've tried before, right? But then they. For some reason, they they fall into people who are selling them fake stuff. And then if they don't know the difference, then they're going to say, this is not for me. Oh, I tried to do isogenic shakes. Oh, I tried to use a waist trainer. Oh, I tried to, uh, <laughs> I tried Jenny Craig. And if it didn't work out for them, they're going to say that, well, fitness is just not for me. I'll never be at a, a healthy body weight. And that's, that's unfortunate and that's sad. Yeah. Um, so... With, with those MLMs, please, if somebody's trying to get you to actually do them, you better be a amazing salesperson. <laughs> you better have, you better look the part mm. and you better be patient and you better have a great social network.
1: That's what yeah. Annie Malone said to Madam CJ Walker. She ain't looked the part. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I, you, you catch that I don't know
0: who Annie Malone is.
1: Madam, Madam C. J. Walker, the yeah. first black billionaire, first female billionaire, apparently she was working with this lady named Annie Malone on um, a hair care product. Yeah. And so she wanted to sell this product for Annie, but Annie said, "You don't look the part to sell this product for me." So according to the Netflix movie, she went ahead and kind of stole her product and sold it, and sold it herself uh, under her own name. And so that's how she started her empire and grew her business.
0: Oh, so she she, is, she made she it did. work
1: for it. She made it work no matter what. No matter what, yeah.
0: There you go. Yeah. Uh,
1: just, just an aside. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> to, I, my mind works crazy. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. uh, good. So, yeah, if if you're going to think that you're going to have success selling these products, you're you're gonna need that checklist. You need you're gonna need to be somebody who has a great social network, because what's going to happen is they're going to ask you and everybody's had that friend. Mm -hmm. They've got that, that high school person that hits you up and you're like, Oh no. Hey, how's it been? you (laughs) are like, I haven't seen you since Oh (laughs) three. Are you looking to make some extra money? (laughs) No, I have a job. I have a career. I have a business. Well, dot, 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 here it comes. And, And that, and that happens, you know? So If you want to be that person where you're in the inbox, scraping the barrel, trying to talk to, you know, old connections, whether it be from high school or college, uh, you're going to need a bigger social network. You're going to to need to be somebody who's a quote unquote influencer to really be uh, successful selling some type of product like that. So please save your money and find another way to make additional money, I guess, Hmm. Uh, because it's. the statistics say it's going to be a no win for you. Now, if somebody's trying to sell those to you and say that this is the way to be healthy, this is this is the way to be healthy, this is the way to have uh, success in health and fitness, ask them some of the questions that you may hear from this podcast and say, "Can I can't I achieve my goals by just eating real food, getting sleep, drinking water, and having a <laughs> and, and exercise?" They're probably gonna. they they're, they're either gonna they're either going to lie to you or they're going to say, yes, but still. <laughs> but still, come buy my three-day green tea detox. Right. Right. And that's where you just don't need that stuff. Uh, so kind of to wrap that up, your long-term goal should be intuitive eating. That's something that you're approaching, I believe, Ernest. Correct. That That is something to where I personally don't, count my calories unless i unless i need to get really specific with something because i am at the place where i can eyeball a plate i can i can even build out my day mentally it's like it's like showing your work right when mm-hmm. you were doing math as a as a child in elementary school they asked you to show your work they asked you to see how did you get to this answer that way you could develop those skills and by the time you became a teenager and an adult you would do these questions in your head right you wouldn't have to show your work you would just knock right. it out and that's what intuitive eating is it's it's not needing to show your work and you just can look at the question do the math in your head and go bam that that's what i'm doing and then later on you can check in on yourself and say and i do that periodically i might get curious about a day or something like that or uh, if I set a new goal, I'll say, what what does that day look like? what is what does twenty five hundred calories look like? What does thirty two hundred calories look like just to make sure So, and I'm not just concerned about the calories. i'm I am looking at the macronutrient splits too. So that is the macronutrients, protein, carbs, fat. So I'm still gonna make sure that I have the proper ratios so that I'm getting whatever it may be, thirty percent protein, forty percent carbs, thirty percent fat., uh, just to give an example. I'm making sure that that's happening as well. So if I can hit my calorie goal and also hit my macronutrient goal without tracking, that's intuitive eating. If you don't have Mm. that ability, then you need to be tracking so that you can develop those skills. And sometimes that doesn't happen when you're within some of these other plans, or maybe they do. Again, I've never actually gone through the whole process myself. So maybe doing a Jenny Craig or something like that may help somebody get to understanding uh, calories. But what happens is they use a lot of different verbiage and they pretty much try to avoid words like calories because those are words of anxiety for a lot of people in those communities that, uh, the, the people that they attract. So calories and Carbohydrates. They that's why they use points and colors and different things like that because they don't want to trigger you (laughs) from your previous failures. Mm. That's just true. They just don't want to. So they paint that picture of you know we do things differently here. And really, that points that point system has been broken down by a really a really smart person who has done the math for you when it comes to calories. So you're not counting calories. They just counted calories for you. So. Your end goal should be intuitive eating. Right. It takes time to get there. It takes uh, trial and error. And you just have to put in the work, but you will get there. And it's a skill that, um, it's a skill that won't leave you. And then the, the other end goal is not having just a scale weight loss goal, but a fat loss goal. And the best way to ensure that you are having fat loss, not just overall weight loss is incorporating exercise. And that's going to be, and if you, if you haven't heard this analogy before, your cake should be weight training, strength training, and your, your frosting should be any type of uh, cardiovascular activity. And that could be Anything that you like to do for fun, that could be long hikes, that could be walking your dog for a long time, that could be swimming, that could be Zumba, whatever it is, that could be your frosting. Um, but you, if you're not doing those two things and you're just sitting here saying, I'm going to eat 1,700 calories for three months and then I'm going to uh, hit my goal, yeah, you'll probably hit the scale goal. But it's not going to lead you to long-term change. You're not going to become an intuitive eater. You're not going to get stronger. You're not. And everybody's goal is not performance. But what I'm saying is kind of just the day-to-day things, uh, just carrying your briefcase, standing up on the metro, whatever you're doing, building postural muscles, pillar strength, which would be the muscles between your knees and your shoulders. All those things should be getting stronger, along with burning and losing fat. Right. So that's something that you do not get from these weight loss programs. And can, can you have short-term success? Possibly. Uh, Again, do they work? If you believe in something, you'll do the work and you'll, you'll push through and you'll probably get to your results, but uh, let's not do things inefficiently. And that's why I would personally never recommend one of those programs to somebody. I think if you are a person who has an open mind, and is ready to learn and ready to make a big change, then you're able to you're able to pick up a book right and learn the real truth behind health and fitness, behind calories, behind macronutrients, or you're willing enough to listen to somebody who does it professionally, and then you'll get there. Uh, you would say, well aren't don't these programs do it professionally? Mm, yes and no because again, they're catering to your they're catering to the person who has failed multiple times or they're catering to the softer side of these things. Uh, one thing I did want to add the meetings, what, what I take away from the meetings are, and you said something similar. So like as AA meeting, um, I would say it's a little different than an AA meeting. What happens is because uh, yes, food addiction is real. So I'm not going to minimize that uh, disorder eating. Those are real things. But what I will say is when you are consistently around other people that are struggling it does something mentally to you that allows you to live in that struggle it Mm. doesn't propel you outward kind of like the the phrase being you don't want to be the smartest person in the room right Mm -hmm. if you're not the smartest person in the room then you're probably going to be a little bit uncomfortable right
1: uncomfortability builds growth
0: yeah yeah. so like yeah if if you're Mm. if you're If you're around a bunch of people who are way (laughs) smarter than you, and it could just be in terms of a a certain topic or industry or whatever, you're going to learn. You're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to learn. And then when you go away from them or you step away, you're going to possibly push yourself to be more prepared or have things to add when you guys get together again, right? You're right. going to soak up things from them and say, oh, let me read that book. Or let me even, uh, somebody may become a mentor and to be a role model and, and help pull you up, right? Yes. That doesn't happen when you stay within a circle of everybody who's doing the same thing. Everybody who's struggling with you know, you know, sugar addiction, everybody who is, is sharing telling you that they fell off the wagon and it's their third and fourth time getting back on the program. Sometimes at a certain point, you just don't need to hear that. You don't need to hear that. You need to be around people who may have said, well, I've never struggled with this, but these are the things I do. And then you go, wow, they, they eat that way. They, they, they hang out that way or they, they feed their kids that way. And like, wow, that's a different lifestyle. I've never really seen it like that. And when you get to that, that may push you to do more of those things yourself, rather than coming back to that same kind of community and hearing about kind of the traumatic experiences that you may even start reliving yourself
1: right definitely makes sense that makes yeah, makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense. i think that was one of the things that that would deter me from even wanting to go to those types of meetings that's why the weight watchers online was something that was that much more appealing to me because i didn't want to sit i felt like sitting in those circles yeah would be like a kind of a quote-unquote pity party now again i've never been but that was just my thought process going into it that might not be what it is so if if it's not what it is i'm not trying to you know downplay any type of support that you get from those meetings but just from from me from the outside looking in my interpretation of what that might be would be uh yeah
0: i think it it, there are some good there are some benefits of the meetings but for how long is my question for how long Right. And if you're doing the meetings for three years, four years, it's like, where's the growth coming into play? Where, where are you growing? Because that means you're staying in your same environment and you're keeping your same habits. Right. And that's something that you don't want to do. Uh,
1: Even if you're successful, let's say the program is successful for you and if you continue to go to those meetings and then you are the most successful person in the meeting. Again, what are you getting from the meeting now?
0: exactly yeah you've 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 conquered it all you you're staying on the mountaintop you're helping other people but now what are you getting out of it (laughs) that's a very good point very good point uh one of the reasons why people are successful within them portion size when somebody else is making your food for you they control the portions right so you can't really overeat or add extra this or extra that. So really what happens is, and I, I have noticed that that is something that is a strong teaching point that they do go over portions with people and they do uh, make sure that you are getting proper portions because that's something, especially as Americans, has just gotten out of control. Um, so when it comes to protein, I'm, I'm going to give you guys my quick, quick, quick uh, portion guide so that you can identify and maybe take another step to become an intuitive eater. When it comes to protein, your palm. That's look at your palm. That's going to be a serving size of protein anywhere from that 4 to 5 ounces of no matter what. Uh it's not all going to be the exact same. Of course there's going to be small differences, but in terms of just saying, hey, uh this 4 ounces of chicken breast, that's the size of my palm. It can be whatever, 25 grams of protein, roughly, right? So that's something that you want to take a look at. Then when you go to your carbohydrates, a cupped hand, that's going to be a serving right there. So you take your, take a, a uh, cupped hand and right whatever you can fit in that, in that cupped version. And that's not going all the way up to the fingers. That's just kind of in that palm and take a look at that. That's going to be about that half cup serving of whether it be the rice or, uh, beans or anything like that. Um, then we're going to go to fat because fat is uh, more calorie dense because there are nine calories per gram of fat. There's four calories per gram of protein and carb. That's why if you ever have done a food log and you look at, if you go really high on your fat for that day, you see that it throws everything out of whack because there's nine calories per gram. So that's right. why if you look at a serving of fat, and that's why you can't just uh, eat peanut butter out the jar with a spoon. You go to town and the next day you know there's a lot, a lot of calories there. So really take your thumb, a, a serving of fat, whether it be uh, peanut butter, olive oil, whatever it may be, take your thumb, that's what it is. And then vegetables, we're not really concerned about calories or anything with vegetables, but a serving size will be your fist. So if you want to look at those leafy greens, if you're going to do asparagus, whatever it may be, just go to town on vegetables. We don't care what vegetables you eat. Just eat a lot of them, okay? And mm-hmm. then one serving is going to be that fist. And keep in mind, you should be getting four to five a day. That sounds like a lot, but that's what we should be doing. And you have a lot of room to eat these foods when you're not eating the other nonsense. Right. So that that guide right there is going to help you, and that, I think I do think people do pick that up from some of these weight loss ca- companies, some of these weight loss companies. So uh, that's a part of it: portion control, which does lead to success. What I will say is, uh, supplements can help you get to success. So I'm when I s- sat there and you know beat up on the MLMs and said that you don't need all that stuff. There are a couple of things that can help you. Again, they're not necessarily they're they're not necessary, mm-hmm. but they are something that I implement into my own uh, diet. So, uh, I'll I'll run through the, I'll run through those really quick. And there there are supplements that do help and these I do use because I weight train. You should be weight training, but if you're not, you probably don't need this as much and you can get you can get this stuff through your regular diet okay so the first one i do use is whey protein i do use whey protein i recommend it to my clients basically whey protein we've all seen it we've uh there's different different brands and i'm not here to get you know very brand specific or whatever but whey protein is absorbed and utilized really quickly compared to other types of protein like casein casein um but really what happens is When we're weight training, we beat ourselves up, we break our muscles down, we damage and tear muscle fibers. So we need to rebuild and that's going to be through uh, amino acids. So that's what you're going to get from protein. You do get that from your regular diet, food, animal protein. You do get that. But uh, if you're not going to eat all day or if you have a higher goal than others or if you have uh, pressed for time, using a protein supplement does help. So with, with my morning smoothies, I'll put two scoops of, of protein in there with my spinach, my berries, my flaxseed, whatever else. I, I, sometimes I put a stalk of celery in there. Um, and that's what, that's what helps me get to my protein goal. And what it does, it, it really just helps release those anabolic hormones that help stimulate muscle growth. So if you're weight training and you're struggling to get to a protein goal, adding whey, whey protein will help get you there.
1: Yep. Yep. That's right. That's something that uh, me and my wife, we, we take. We'll do uh, probably two to three protein shakes a week just to help us get that extra bit of protein. Because like you said, because early on we would be so far under our calorie goal when we cleaned up our eating. Yeah. And so having that little jolt of protein was a way to kind of supplement the fact that we weren't eating Uh, as much so we still got the the protein for our as far as our uh, macronutrients were concerned and things like that and so that was a definitely a way to help boost that but now it's you know now that we're uh deep into the program and like you said we're breaking down our muscles um so often and um it really helps to i don't know if recover is the right word but it helps us well
0: refueling yourself properly because again right. you are you're breaking yourself down so when you you, you rebuild properly yeah you are you are feeling better and you feel uh ready for your next workout yeah
1: that's yep that's exactly what i was trying to say
0: <laughs> good and then another uh and then another supplement i do use is creatine creatine your body already produces it so uh your body produces it from amino acids um Basically, uh, not to get too deep into this, and one day maybe I'll do an episode on just kind of episode on like exercise science. Um, But what happens is um, you have phosphocreatine, which is stored in your cells, and it helps your body produce more ATP. ATP is basically what your body your body uses as an energy source. Whether you start to run, sprint, move. Uh, weight training, whatever it is, your body uses ATP. So if you can get more of that, then you're going to have a better uh, performance. Uh, so this helps you perform better during your exercise. It's not an energy drink or anything, like I said. What it does is it just helps your body produce more ATP. This does help increase muscle mass, strength, exercise performance, and this is a very small doses of three to five grams uh, per day. So
1: again, I've heard of creatine before. And I always thought creatine was like in... You thought it was uh, steroid. Yeah, an over-the-counter, low-level steroid. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and what it was is because people who were using steroids used it as well and tried to basically mask that. And that was back with the the, the baseball controversy when it was the Barry Bonds and the Mark McGuire's and Sam Sosa's probably where you heard that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, it, it there there is no and a lot of people think uh, whey protein is similar to a steroid and it they're just is not even close it's not even the same but again if you get educated on the fact if you get educated and which we're here for then you won't feel that way and you won't feel wary of taking whey protein or even creatine so with having that small dosage uh you're going to be able to improve your performance, especially if you're somebody who's going to weight train five, six days, six days a week like myself. Uh, that, that's going to help you right there. So those are supplements that I do use, but that's, that's where it stops. And those other companies, they're not offering, for the most part, those things. I believe some of those substances are within their products, but they're offering Whole product lines and array of different things that you just really don't need, and then also from a price standpoint, when I buy this stuff and I'm not buying it from a reseller, I'm not buying it from a person trying to make money, I'm gonna buy a five pound (laughs) tub of protein and when I buy my creatine, you know, whether it be from bodybuilding.com or GNC or whatever, it's going to be regular price stuff so. I'm not breaking the bank trying to buy some specialty item. So those are some supplements that will help you improve your ability to build muscle and your ability to recover. And that's part of the process as well. So we really, 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 uh just not a fan of a lot of these companies, the MLMs, completely not a fan. And then in terms of the weight loss companies, I just, I just don't understand it. And I have a question. So if Oprah is the face of Weight Watchers, right. And she's actually a, a she has a large percentage of that company. She owns a large percentage. She mm-hmm. actually bought a little bit more a couple of years ago. Um, why has she not been so successful? Why, why has she had not, why has she not had success?
1: drops the mic <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm just wondering i'm just wondering Would a person who owns so much stake in a in a weight loss company and she has unlimited resources would be an understatement for somebody in <laughs> oprah winfrey's uh, stratosphere right
1: yeah that tax we're, bracket we're, is <laughs> we're person.
0: talking we're talking her chef could have a chef her trainers got trainers right, right. so really uh I just always wonder that through the years. Yeah. And I think a lot more goes into this thing than meal plans. And it goes it goes further than meal plans. It goes further than uh exercise programs. There there's a coaching and psychological side that kind of goes into it. And that's something that when when we talk about success and why I kind of always ask you not to skip certain steps, Ernest. And you, you haven't, and that's why you've had the long-term success, you know, to where now you are seeing muscle definition and you're seeing these things because when I asked you to take a picture, you took a picture. When I asked you to log your food, you logged your food. And when I, you know, whatever, whatever it was to, for you to be uncomfortable, right? you did. This podcast is uncomfortable probably at times. Probably not so much now because you have success, but you are sharing experiences And it's all perspective because Mm -hmm. you, you don't view these things as embarrassing. You view them as growth. You view them as experiences who built you to a person to you are today. Right. But there's people again, who would not even talk about this. They would be like, man, why, why would he talk about that? You know what I mean? But it's like, you're here helping yourself and you're helping other people. So there's a huge, a whole nother side to this when it comes to long-term success. And I don't know if you get that from some of these programs. Because really, I'll, leave, I'll end it on this note. If you train with me, my goal is for you to be able to kind of leave the nest and fly alone one day. Not to be so limited and so deprived of information that you feel, feel the need to come back to me. If that makes sense. Right. That means if you want to train with me for the rest of your life, that just means you're enjoying the experience, you're enjoying learning new things you like the consistency but it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you are dependent on me Mm. right so if you're dependent on jenny craig after two three years after four months then there are bigger issues if you're dependent on isogenics products there are bigger issues if you're dependent on your trainer there are bigger issues and it might not be your fault maybe the trainer just not teaching you anything but the the part of me doing the podcast I, i give the reading resources uh recommend documentaries the conversations we have during the sessions uh this podcast people can listen to if if the message isn't soaking in through this that's not really my fault at that point right
1: right and then uh, uneducated or unwilling yeah or unwilling put that that on a t-shirt man (laughs) so so really
0: i want anybody who's listening to this podcast if you're an insider insider means you listen to like two episodes (laughs) if you listen to two episodes you're insider. you're You're in the club don't fight
1: it don't fight it
0: yeah that means you are educated and then at that point you just you just gotta be willing to do the work but i it would be irresponsible for me to not to even want people to be dependent upon me, meaning they have to see me twice a week to have results. So they have to, uh, I have to write them a a meal plan every week. At some point it's like, who cares if you eat watermelon or pineapple at four (laughs) o'clock? Like you have some autonomy, right? Right, exactly. You are becoming intuitive. And another sports analogy, if you watch professional sports, they don't want to play every single time on the field. Mm -hmm. There's structure. There's something called sets, but then they, what do they do? They do a bunch of audibles. They do a bunch of changes because they're so experienced and skilled in their, in their, in their sport, that the coach has to let them make decisions. When you watch basketball, it's such a fast paced sport they're not, it, 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 that's why college basketball is so much slower, right? Mm-hmm. The coach is basically, go here, cut here. We practice this, do that, right? Right. What can a basketball coach tell LeBron James that he don't know? And I'll take it even further. What can you tell the guy on the bench? The, ben- the guy on the bench just isn't as talented as LeBron James. Right. But he still knows all these things because he's been playing the game his whole life. He's a 34-year-old man. Right. So the coach gives him autonomy and they let, hey, go run the the play. Get your guys in position. And that's why they're a little bit more quiet as professional coaches than they are in the collegiate ranks or the high school ranks, especially, you know, (laughs) with with children and things like that. Mm -hmm. So the same thing with me. The longer I've trained you, the less coaching I really should have to do. And it should just be some check-in sessions and some some fine tuning, right? But you shouldn't be dependent upon me. If not, then the bigger issues still have not been uh, addressed.
1: Absolutely, no, no, you're absolutely right. I, I think we've 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 grown to a place in our training relationship where there's where you see growth, you see growth in me, you see uh, the program working in in a way in which it's not on not necessarily on autopilot but there is a there's a level of cruise control <laughs> uh, right right there, there's a there's a level of uh proficiency i have in working the program that i am able to yeah. you know uh understand what i'm doing understand that um when when success is not a, obtained why that wasn't obtained and yeah. then get back on track Yep. Right.
0: And the beauty is when you're educated, nobody can lie to you. There you go. So you can't watch an infomercial and be persuaded to buy it. Right. A coworker can't say, Hey, let's try this new diet. You're going to look at them like that doesn't work. <laughs> that's not, you're going to say that's not sustainable. No, thank right. you.
1: Yeah.
0: You're going to look at an infomercial for the waist trainer or the, the shake weight. You're going to go not sustainable. Doesn't make sense. No, thank you. <laughs> Right. And and then you become kind of that's so true. You, you have a, a force field to the to the nonsense.
1: <laughs> you want but to use when, a
0: different, you want to use a different word. Yeah, we're keeping it PG thirteen. <laughs> You're
1: good. You're good. Yeah,
0: yeah. Keeping it PG13, you know. I got some young listeners out there. Right, right, right. But but yeah, you become immune to it. And that makes you a stronger person. And that, that's really what we want because if you can be fooled in every every other week. That that's the sad that's sad you know right. so so rather than putting your belief in marginal products and and uh fads put your belief in hard work put your belief in habit changing lifestyle building and uh you'll you'll be okay yeah like I said, I'll probably never get that, uh, that WW sponsorship. No, nah, we'll, we'll probably never link up. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> Oprah's probably got me on her, uh, on her list. Oh man.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, well, yeah.
1: Well, maybe that, maybe that creatine company called you since you're out here juicing.
0: Wow. juicing! <laughs> I got a neutral bullet. That's the juicing I'm doing. <laughs> like my man, Jack LaLanne.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Well, hopefully that can steer you in the right direction. And again, uh, I've ruined another thing for people. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, the fun is over when you listen to this. Oh, man. Back to real food. Back yeah. to consistency. I know. It's, it's not fun. It's not sexy. But guess what? It works.
1: <laughs> it works. It works, baby.
0: All right. Well, that's been another episode of Stronger Inside. Until next
1: time. We out.
0: Thank you for listening to the Stronger Inside Podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, follow us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then subscribe. Make sure you stay connected with us via social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Stronger Inside Podcast. Remember, every like, comment, and share spreads the message of health, fitness, and wellness.